The family is under tremendous pressure these days. There's a raging war against our children. They're faced with problems in mammoth proportions, unlike those of any other generation. Moral decay, mounting crime, devastating disease, limited career opportunities, and increased insecurity. No wonder the suicide rate for teens has skyrocketed. Today on Grace Notes, Barbara Sandbeck will take a look at the role we as parents can play in helping our youth. First, I want to say that we all may feel powerless to change the environment we live in, but we can do something about our own family. And the best way to start is by giving God control of our lives. 1 Peter 5.8 says, The devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, and he'll devour us and our family unless we follow what James 4.7 says, Submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Back in Joshua's day, it must have been unpopular to want to follow God's laws, but Joshua took a stand. He said in Joshua 24.15, Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We need to tell our kids and the world that we stand for the Lord. And we also need to tell our kids we'll stand up for them. Our children are like African violets. We wouldn't think twice about exposing these flowers to direct sunlight. It would kill them. So, too, our children shouldn't be left alone to experience the direct blows of the world system. They need protection. And the best weapon we have against our kids' predators is to steer them clear of evil by saying no, even if yes is more convenient. In Africa, when a lion comes, most animals leave their young, but the water buffalo stays and encircles around them. Let's be like the water buffalo for our children's sake. We need to tell our kids about God. God established families to pass on the truth of His Word. Deuteronomy 6-7 says, We're to teach God's words diligently to our children when we sit at home, when we walk along the road, lie down, or get up. These are action words. We're to show them God by example. It's like show, then tell. A picture is worth a thousand words. The thing I remember most about my mom was seeing her on her knees praying. I picture my dad, too, on stage preaching while we waited to sing. Yes, our walk talks louder than our talk talks, but we still do need to take time to talk to our kids about God. According to the Wall Street Journal, American parents spend, on the average, less than 15 minutes a week in serious discussion with their children. When we talk... We should choose our words wisely. Share experiences where God answered prayer or increased our faith, rather than fried preacher stories. We can do so much damage to our child's opinion of Christians by careless discussions the Bible calls idle chatter. When children live with criticism, they learn to criticize. When children live with anger, they learn to be angry. When children live with unforgiveness, they learn not to forgive. Another thing we should do is to admit to our kids that we don't have all the answers. Only God does. And His answers are found in His Word. So, read the Bible together. 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17 says, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, 
that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Pray with your children, too. Show them how to pray, and be sure to share the answers with them. Nothing is too insignificant to ask God's help for. We need to tell God about our kids. In Job chapter 1, we see that Job prayed continually for his kids so that they wouldn't sin. He acted as priest for his family. We have a perfect high priest, Jesus, who will intercede for us when we pray. Dale and I have prayed for our sons from the time they were born, for their future wives, for them to follow God's perfect will and be used by God. God won't give you a child that his wisdom and grace won't enable you to handle. We prayed for this, too, believe me. There was a point in one of our son's lives when God told us to stop nagging and start praying fervently. This made a real difference. I remember saying to him, It's just a matter of time. We're praying for you. There's nothing more consoling than to hear these words, I'm praying for you. I know the promises that he gives When I'm weak, he'll be strong And when I find that I am Losing ground to a road so long It's hard for me to comprehend That he is safely leading me It's hard for me to understand Just what he wants
listen to your kids. You'll learn a lot. I see the parent's role as that of a coach. There should be a two-way interchange between the coach and the player. A coach doesn't live their lives. He guides, advises, encourages, and disciplines. And discipline shows our love. Proverbs thirteen twenty four says, "He who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is careful to discipline him." The discipline referred to here is training, either by word or deed. A coach sees through their players' mistakes to what they can become. That's how God sees us, and we should do the same for our kids. In the book entitled "The One Minute Manager," there's a statement that says that we should catch people doing something right. Oh, it may take a while to see it, but you'll be surprised at your child's response when you notice it. Put yourself in your child's shoes. Philippians one six says, "He who hath begun a good work in you will perform it to the day of Jesus Christ." God isn't finished with any of us yet, so don't expect your kids to be adults before they're ready. Be quick to forgive and slow to punish, like God is. God made families to learn from each other, to share love, and to show unity as a testimony. There is power in a unified family, and the key to unity is servanthood. We need to serve one another in love. We're in a battle against a great foe, but we have a greater God who says we don't have to fight alone. The most consoling thing I ever realized as a parent. Is that we don't have to be a parent in God's sight. He wants us to come to Him as a child would. We don't have to have all the answers. In our hurting times, when we feel so alone, remember He sees us and our kids both as His children. We are precious in His sight. She walks in and closes the door. Shuts the world out of sight for another lonely night, and she cries as she kneels on the floor for this empty room and this solitary life. But heaven is hearing and sharing each tear, and I know the. You can be. Long-
Thank you for joining the program. If you've been blessed, please write to us at Grace Notes, care of Sandbeck Ministries, S-A-N-D-B-E-K, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland, 21047, or email us through our website at www.sandbeckministries.com. Join us again on our next program. Until then, let your Grace Notes be a song of praise.